welcome to Get Fruitful Conversations. I'm your host, Anwen Cooper, and if you're interested in growing a passion-fueled, purpose-driven enterprise and believe that business can be a force for greater good, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll be talking with inspiring entrepreneurs and inviting them to share how they're pioneering new ways of working to create more prosperity and positive impact for people and the planet. We'll be bringing you fresh insight and practical actions to generate more income and impact through your own business. Our purpose is to give you new perspectives on how to align your vision to a bigger mission in a way that fulfills your personal potential while also generating a longer lasting legacy and more value for all. So thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted you're here to listen. Now let's get fruitful with today's conversation. So welcome. My guest today is Rebecca Robertson, award-winning independent financial advisor, director of Evolution Financial Planning, money mentor, wealth strategist, TEDx speaker, Amazon bestseller, and specialist in ethical investment. And as well as being an IFA, Rebecca is also a keen horse rider, often spending time outdoors. She also enjoys having a cup of tea on the sofa and having some chocolate. She's a vegetarian. She lives in Kent with her family, two children, a husband, two dogs, and three cats. Yeah. She's worked in the financial services industry now for over 18 years in lots of different roles. She set up her business back in 2011 with the aim of enabling women and families to take control of their finances in order to achieve long-term financial security. So welcome, Rebecca. Amazing. What an introduction. Thank Great you. to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to having a chat and catching up with you. It's been a long time. Absolutely. So I've known Rebecca, I think, probably since the beginning of your business, or certainly from the early days, maybe not right from the very beginning. But, Makes me uh, feel very old. I've definitely got more grey hair than what I did back then. Oh, well, you can't <laughs> see it from here. <laughs> <laughs> very nice of you. It's hidden well. <laughs> so, yeah, I followed Rebecca's journey as she's developed her business over the years, and it's been really interesting to see. Um, and I'm very excited to talk to you today all about business as a force for good and a bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. So I'm going to kick off with the first question, which is the thing that I ask all my guests, and that is, what does business as a force for good mean for you? I love that question, by the way, um, because I'm always talking about um, ethical investing with my clients and having, you know, what decisions they're making with their money um, and how that can impact the world and how it's almost like how ethical are you it sounds a bit of an odd question but how far do you want to go with that um you know do you want a little bit of exposure but you're happy with no exposure or it's, it's a such a complex conversation to be had um so when I heard that question I I loved it um and I think for me about doing good in the world is about having that impact it's about helping people um, so, yes, we want our businesses to do well. We, we want to be successful. But for the business and for us to be successful, really, it's not just about the wealth. It's not just about the money. I think a lot of people can get burnt out and be really unhappy with that really as a fourth thought of the agenda. Mm. Whereas if we're really, truly helping people and impacting people in the right ways, then it, it doesn't you know, it's a bonus that you're, then you're earning well from it and you're doing a good, good job from it. So for me, where I the type of clients I typically work with, they're not the kind of people that already have an IFA, already have had their money invested for many, many years 
they're not normally people that have um, done a lot of investments before but that doesn't mean to say that they're you know not intelligent I spoke to a lady yesterday that probably had more MBAs and master's degrees than I've ever <laughs> ever heard <laughs> these are highly intelligent people um, and lawyers solicitors but they just don't put their emphasis they're focusing on what it is that they do mm. so the good that I feel that I have is for encouraging people that wouldn't normally invest wouldn't necessarily normally go and find a financial advisor to make some of these bigger financial decisions which means that they can have a better life really whether mm-hmm. that's retiring early whether it's buying their you know getting their paying for their kids university or buying a second family home or just paying less tax overall so from an inheritance perspective they're leaving a be- bigger and greater legacy and for me that's more about um, the wealth gap so in society, we've got the ultra wealthy um, and the ultra poor. And then there's mm. like this middleman in between. And the people that are, you know, have gone up through the ranks. And I've seen business owners that have gone from very little earning millions, which is amazing. And then they start to realize the amount of tax they have to pay. And they're considering leaving the country and going to uh, Kuwait because the tax is, is, is huge here. Um, and then you've got people concerned about, Um, you know, if they can put 10 quid in their petrol tank to take the kids to school. So this wealth gap is absolutely, absolutely huge. Um, And I'm all about how as a society we can reduce that wealth gap. And I do believe it starts with financial education and financial knowledge. And I believe that starts at the kitchen table. I believe that starts with children and who and how we talk about money on a general day to day basis. So that's how I feel that my business can do some good um, and I've seen it do that so yeah it, it sort of encourages me a lot yeah I know you've done a lot of work around financial education and uh, you know you do a lot of talks and you know sharing lots of information that's really useful um, mm. sort of about empowering people really isn't it so that they yeah. know more they can make better decisions it feels like a bit of a big brick wall for a lot of people um, or they just don't prioritise it. It's one of those things that they think about, oh, I better do that. I'll get round to that. I'll, I'll do that later. But you haven't got anyone nagging you. You haven't got anyone chasing you up. Um, but in, in my team, I've got uh, Katie, who's my office manager or my um, client relationship manager. And on a regular basis, I have clients saying, thank you for Katie for following up and chasing me up on this. I know I need to do it. I just hadn't got round to it. And we don't do it in a pushy way because that's not what we're about. Um, we almost ask for the client's permission and we keep them accountable to the goals that they want to achieve um, because otherwise no one else is. Um, and you, if you're not going to take your own ownership yourself to some degree, we still need you to go and get the information and bring it back to us. Then, you know, sometimes people's lives are just a little bit too hectic and it just goes down the list and down the list and down the list and it just never gets done. Mm, yeah I know what that's like <laughs> <laughs> me too me too I've, I've got um like my, I've had my self-assessment come through and it says that um my tax is due by the 31st of January I'm like I'm sure I've paid that already yeah and that was sit on my desk and I'm thinking to myself no it's the 27th of January as we're recording this it's only a few days away I mustn't let, let, let that go down the list and forget about it because you know the tax man's not really forgiving <laughs> mm, yeah you've got to keep on top of these things <laughs> yeah, yeah so I obviously gave a little intro at the beginning uh, mm. where I talked a bit about the journey that you've been on and sort of what you've achieved and how you've got to this point but now I just want to invite you to uh, share a little bit more um, mm. I don't know if there's anything that you want to add that I missed 
um, or anything that you want to draw out in particular, but I'm just interested to hear from your perspective, what have been the lessons that you've learned along the way and, and sort of how did you get to this point? Yeah, it's, it's, I think if you're talking to anyone that's been in business for 10 years um, and in that space of time, you know, I've had real ups and downs like anyone in business um, it's not all good. It's not all perfect. It's not all rose tinted glasses. There are times where you think to yourself, what the, what the hell am I playing at? Why am I doing this? Um, and, you know, you, I had that halfway through. So it's five years ago. I had my little boy. I came back from maternity leave and it was like starting all over again. Um, so it's, it's not always, you know, the case that you think perfect the whole 10 years I've been in business. Um, uh, thankfully, the pandemic has not been too um, unkind to me. Um, it's been all right. Um, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people. Um, we had quiet moments where we had to sort of batten down the hatches a little bit. Um, but otherwise, we've been good. So I think it's just really important for people to remember that wherever you're at at the moment, whether it's something that's going on in your personal life that's affecting you, therefore affecting your business, or it's something that's going on in your business that's draining your energy, that's affecting you personally. Um, I think it's just really important to realise that it won't always be like that. It won't mm. stay like that. And it's about really making sure you've got the right team around you and the right support around you. And making sure the, the one of the biggest tips, I mean, we were just talking about this before we recorded and it just keeps coming back to this is about your ideal client and about mm. that you are you are often your ideal client in some degree when in, in if you're they should be providing a service basically. yeah um but you shouldn't always put your ideals um or your language or your jargon into into that it is about really getting into the head of that person and I think for me I always don't overcomplicate so many things I analyze everything and it becomes trying to do too much too quickly or trying to juggle too many things and um, so for this year particularly my learnings from last year is simplify everything so not actually do a lot of I still have my podcast but not do an actual lot of external marketing as much mm -hmm. as I was focus on speaking opportunities but not any speaking opportunities certain speaking opportunities which I tend to be going into people's paid programs or masterminds and talking to groups of people whether it's a a, a course of some dis description or something like that or a mastermind yeah. rather than you know just speaking anywhere and everywhere and just being really drilled down where would my ideal client be listening to me when are they look likely to buy and what do they need? What solution can I can I give them? And making sure that all roads lead to that. Whereas in the past, I've been, I wouldn't say the most shiny object, but I've been motivated to try and help everybody mm. without having to limit, okay, well, this is really my ideal client's price point where I'm now profitable. That means that if they haven't got any money to invest, I can't help them. Well, I don't like that. But in actual fact, I've tried to do that for many years and you then are not, successful or you're burning yourself out or you're doing all the wrong things and you're getting squeezed in other ways that eventually you've got to make certain hard decisions yeah say okay I, I need to work in this way whether I you know eventually I've, I've become more comfortable with it because I can help more of the ideal client that's able to or that needs my services as much as I want to help certain people you can't help everybody yeah um so 
I think it's always just going back and years ago I went to your workshop which was amazing and we talked about my ideal client and there's a whole marketing piece and it just seems to always come back to that mm-hmm. I called her Gwen. so important <laughs> yeah I called her a Gw- a Gwyneth I think because we had loads of magazines and we cut out and there was a picture of Gwen- Gwyneth Paltrow so yeah. I, I called her Gwyneth and what does she eat and what does she like and what was she about and she's not a pretentious person but she likes a certain quality of lifestyle so um, she will buy herself a nice perfume um, sometime or she will go to maybe once or twice a year or more to a spa treat to sort of you know she works hard she, she not, doesn't say play hard but she likes to treat herself and have a relatively nice lifetime life, lifestyle so when you go back to that and you keep looking back at that rather than being you know you have some coaches sort of saying oh you should go and write a book or mm. you should go and do a podcast or you should go and there's so many course. opportunities there's so many and actually it's like go keep going back to who where where the money flows energy goes mm. I think Tony Robbins said this and last year I kept coming back to hang on a minute I'm doing too many things this doesn't feel conducive doesn't feel um, like sustainable it's really sustainable. it's got to be sustainable yeah Right. And I was like, okay, I want more time for my horses. I want more time in the holidays for the kids. I want less stress. I don't want to work at the weekends. What do I need to be doing? That means I earn as much, if not more, but I haven't got half the, the workload. How can I leverage my position more effectively? Mm. I looked at my, 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 I ignored what I wanted to see. I ignored what I wanted to hear. And I just looked at the cold facts of the figures. The figures always give you the answers in your business. And too many people avoid the figures. They avoid the data. They avoid their accountant. They avoid the tax man. Um, But I I had to look at them. I had to look at them and say, let's be honest here. What is working? The numbers Um, don't lie. The numbers don't lie. They don't. So I closed my free Facebook group. Um, I closed my membership, which was giving me like two grand a month in income. Um, I wasn't, I launched two courses I was planning on launching. I didn't, I, I just didn't do it. Um, I did, I did continue and republish my book because it was already an asset that was sort of halfway there. Mm. So it felt like the right next step. Um, and in my marketing sort of funnel, if you like, it is a really great way for people to get to know who I am and what I'm about because there's a big leap from you know reading my book and becoming the client so it's really good for no like and trust especially with the type of job that I do as a financial mm. advisor mm. so I felt like that was still a, a good use of time and effort and you know I yeah. sold like over 200 copies and got you know Amazon bestseller in nine categories or something and you know so that's all amazing but it's also now that's great but how do you use it on an ongoing basis so there's no point having these shiny objects or the ego kicking in going you know, the amount of awards that I've got, there's some behind me if you're watching mm. the recording. Um, you know, I was, last year I was um, Wealth Manager of the Year runner-up. Um, the year before I was Financial Advisor of the Year. And I do those things now from a, it's good for credibility. It's good to keep ticking a box. But previously I did it because I didn't feel worthy enough or good enough. It was proving to myself. So I think it's just really important to see, look at the figures, give you the answers. And are you being triggered emotionally, internally by your own self-confidence? Or are you actually doing something that could give you more confidence? Therefore, it will evolve you and evolve the business and always going back to what is being more profitable. So um, that, that uh, rather than giving you uh, my whole business journey. Yeah, no, that's really so helpful. Many, Loads of good lessons. There's so many lessons from those bad things. That, well, they're not bad things. And that's mm. really my point that they're, 
they're less you can always get better you can always make it easier and, yeah, and it doesn't stay like that forever but it's really important you have the right team I wanted to interrupt today's conversation quickly to say thanks for listening so far to this episode and also to share some exciting news. First up, Get Fruitful Marketing is hosting an event on 22nd of February for anyone in a first marketing job who would like to connect, learn and share as part of a supportive network of peers and industry professionals. If you'd like to find out more and register for your place, just go to Kickstart Kent Marketers Feb eventbrite.co.uk that's kickstart kent marketers feb feb dot eventbrite.co.uk and when you register to attend you will be providing five days of meals to people fleeing domestic violence through our membership of the social giving movement b1g1 as part of our efforts to use our business as a force for good Secondly, we're getting ready to welcome the eighth intake of entrepreneurs for the annual Get Fruitful Season Success Business Growth Group programme. And if you're already running or looking to start a service-led coaching, consulting or creative business and want some expert marketing support to help you launch or grow to get more clients and create more positive impact, then this tried and tested six-month programme has been designed to give you a structured process to increase your income and impact with greater ease, together with greater clarity and confidence as you map out your strategic marketing plan for the year ahead. So if you'd like to find out more about that and join the waiting list to be notified when we open for applications, please visit our website, getfruitfulmarketing.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far from today's conversation, please click like and subscribe to get notifications about future episodes. The next ones will be recorded it in the professional studio as we're taking this series to the next level so stay tuned i should have listened to my gut i should have taken time out i should have just stopped and paused but i was going into book launch and i couldn't really i felt like i couldn't afford to because i needed to sort of get more um leverage behind the book um and it just drew drew my focus away from my profitable actions so rather mm. than you know sitting with a social media person or going over team meetings and spending hours over this stuff that's not what really brought in me that the money and actually yeah. looking at what is working and what isn't working and just focusing on that um so that you're then more more profitable so now i've got a much more um i've got a marketing assistant that they do everything they do my podcast they do my copy they do my website they do they do all my tech stuff and she's incredible She's a complete freaking unicorn, but I wanted somebody multi-skilled and multi-able mm. to do lots of things because it's quite complex the way that my business works and it then becomes too disjointed in terms of the whole process. And then I've got an office manager, I've got a power planner, and then I've got a business assistant. So a lot of people say, what do you actually do? <laughs> and my, I do what only I can do, which is talk to clients. So I spend my whole day talking to clients. And that's and, and obviously I'm emailing and talking to uh, listening to recordings or webinars and talking to fund managers and doing like other stuff. But mm. primarily that I do what only I can do. And I, but it's taken 10 years to get to that stage. I was right at the beginning doing everything. Yeah. And I mean, everything. Um, you know trying to understand Canva 
um, and put images together <laughs> doing my social media and so it's I think wherever you're at whatever that that looking at what you want where you want to be I in the ideal world where you want to be in 12 months time where you want to be in six months time and um, where it might feel like longer it might feel like two or three years but really having a path clearing that direction and not just stumbling your way through it I think it's really important and really looking at it going what do I want my life to look like what do I want this business to look like how do I want to run this business so that then you can map out what you want that team to look like what you what gaps you've got in terms of your support what gaps you've got in terms of financial stability how much more backup you might need so that if you hit a hard time that you've got some backup it's looking at all the gaps and doing your own sort of gap analysis I guess mm. being really honest with that process that is almost like yeah it's, it's just more than just stepping back it's almost like stepping back and then looking down on yourself mm. um to ensure that then when you start to look at opportunities you will respond to them differently and you can start to make more focused decisions of what you're not going to do and what you are going to do yeah. I think we end up running around like headless chickens and we're not then therefore as productive as we could be yeah. um so yeah, many ups and downs, mm -hmm. and that's some of my learnings. Yeah, um, loads I'm talking of from ex I'm talking from experience, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what inspires you, what motivates you, why did you start out on this journey, and what keeps you going? Um, really great question. In terms of what keeps me going, um, it's 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 a it's a bit of a dovetail, like they're they're both the same, if you like, and I'll explain what I mean. So I'm discovered that I'm very motivated to be financially independent so I when I was on maternity leave um both times for both children so one over 10 years ago and Lisa coming up to 14 this year wow. um I know crazy um much very much a teenager in the house and then Cameron's five so um I at one for a stage my first two two or three years of business I'd have an allowance from my husband and that we were a family. We've been together 22 years this year. Um, it's it's, it's not like, yeah, that, that I need a badge of honour for that in itself, right? Um, no, I'm joking. He's, <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's a like, really nice. He's a very support. I'm very lucky. He's very supportive. Um, but he, there was times at the beginning where he would say, this, this is really hard work. You know, why are you doing this? You know, you still have to stand your ground. And what motivated and drove me then and still drives me now is that I don't, actually have to work I could take money from him and just you know be a just stay at home the kids are at school I don't know what I would do I'd probably just be down the stables all the time but I would get bored I would mm. I, I, I can't do the dutiful wife you know he, he says to me as, as a wife you suck <laughs> as a, like, a housekeeping wife like kind of the conventional 1950s wife I am not a domestic goddess by any stretch um but it, it's 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 fine because he knows that's not what who I am and what I'm about so I my everyone's down to their own focuses their own motivations and what's important to them so spending time with my kids is really important to me but having my own financial independence is equally important to me so because I've seen it within females in my family clients for years and years and years what it means when you are not female is not financially independent and I don't mean that in the sense that you don't have a partner and you don't have joint incomes and everything is separate I don't mean it in that sense I mean it in the sense that if something was to happen um, and I needed to go away for a weekend I'm not saying to my husband can I have some money please mm. if, if I was in a situation where um, we were to separate 
that then I'd be going, okay, well, we need to, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm going to stay with him because I can't afford to leave kind mm. of thing. Um, so that's why it's really important to me. So that's what motivates me. And what motivated me to do the job that I do is very similar because I worked in a bank, I worked in financial services for many, many years. So 22 years, so but 10 years ago, I started the business. And my focus then was, okay, how can I help more, more women to be financially independent? How can I help more families to be financially stable? How can we reduce this wealth gap? Um, and, and that financial education piece that I mentioned previously. But my own personal drives, um, you know, I'm just about to move, my, I've got two horses now, about to move them from a very sort of cheap and cheerful setup one of them's not being very well and I can afford to more than double I can as I'm moving them from one scenario into another scenario where their care is going to be that much more I'll be stressed less mm. therefore more productive because where where we've been at the moment it's just causing me too much there's a lot of stress a lot of upheaval lots of drama but it's actually made me less productive not haven't got as much energy therefore actually paying more and getting a better service and know the horses are cared for I can afford to do that and I'm not going to my husband saying can I have can I and I don't mean that in a derogatory way towards women that do do that like at all I've got clients who have done that and they they have done that in the past it's just that my motivation and my values mean that I I, I feel like I, I feel uncomfortable doing that mm. um, I could do it but I don't want to yeah no that's great so thinking ahead to the future what is your vision that you're working towards or what's your next step what's sort of coming down the line for you um since so you know me well enough that normally I've got some big plan I've got some big thing happening I was doing a TEDx talk and I was doing a book and I was launching a course and and, and now I'm at the stage where it's like no <laughs> I just want um my, my business is you know could be it's already like six figures so what can I be doing in my business to leverage my position more so I earn more and do less? Yeah. <laughs> so actually, there is no big, great, big plan. Um, I do plan to put um, a course out um, later this year, which um, is a, a six-week course called um, Manage and Multiply Your Money. So it's really for people that um, can't afford a financial advisor but want that money, that education piece that I talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be about five, £600, and it means that they – they won't have all the answers to go and do everything themselves, but they will definitely have a really good guideline as to what they should be doing to, you know, to look at review their pension, mm. to start investing, even if it's a small amount um, and start thinking about, you know, the different elements, even within just money management, how they can manage their money better, et cetera. Um, and that then I feel good about that. But what I'm not doing is I'm not doing that piece without taking the, my, my eye off my main bread and butter, mm -hmm. which is what I've done in the past. Um, because uh, I have a financial goal that I want to achieve for myself. And if I'm not living and breathing that, yeah. then it doesn't feel authentic. Um, so it's all about the bigger, longer financial plan, which is at 55, which is um, 14 years away for me. My husband's a couple of years older, um, that we will be able to semi-retire. Semi um, mm -hmm. We'd have no mortgage. And I would I'd work more part-time in the business if, if not, I won't work in the business at all. It was yeah. to run, but I won't be in it kind of yeah. thing on a full-time basis um, and spend half the year on holiday. Um, so I'm looking, I've sort of done, I feel like I've done all the running around the headless chicken stuff and trying things and testing things. And, and, and it's funny how sometimes it's just staring you right in the face. Mm. 
Yeah, you come back to where you started in some ways. Yeah, a little or bit. What your original plan was, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. and, but I've also then decided, like, okay, how, what's the growth? How can I grow this? Um, so I've taken on a technical power planner um, so that I don't have to do as much administration. So that leverages my time better. And then the next stage would be to be take on another advisor. But I only want to do that when the figures tell me it's the right time to do mm-hmm. that. I won't do it any time before yeah brilliant well in a moment I'm going to invite you to share your contact details so people can get in touch if they want to find out more um before we go I'm going to ask you my final question which is if you would like to share some words of advice I know you've already shared loads of lessons that you've learned along the way um, and given loads of insight into your journey um that people will find useful I'm sure but Mm. just a quick sort of summing up if you want to just give a few words for somebody who might be starting out in business or somebody who's already running a business and wants to make their business more of a force for good and create more positive impact in the world what would you like to say to them um i was probably just a recap of some of the things i've said but um go go back to the original purpose for yourself but also look at the, the ideal client that you have in mind that's most profitable for your business and what they want so if you're starting out um somebody was on facebook the other day and they said i want to do more introducers and i want to find more referrals and i said well the first thing to do is work out who your ideal client is because from a journey perspective it's working out okay who's going to come in touch with this client before they before they're thinking of me so mine might if i was a mortgage broker it'd be an estate agent for example um if like for example mine might be an accountant if they're a business owner an accountant might go oh, you need to sort your pension out kind of thing um a business coach might say right well you've got this so much profitability have you thought speaking to a wealth strategist or think about what you're going to do with this money or that kind of thing so but she didn't know who her ideal client really was she had mm. a couple of products and she was doing a bit of this and an offer of this and an offer of that and she was doing a bit of everything and that's my that's like the worst thing to do it's good to test these things out but at some stage you've got to look at the profitability and you've got to make a decision about not necessarily offering one thing to one person but you need to be known for one thing to one ideal client and you might have other back offers or you might have a lower offer and you take them up a product line in terms of where you start at a 99 pound kind of offer and then you go up to a 500 or then you might go into a one-to-one but doesn't mean you're marketing all those things all at once it's about really looking at it and then saying, okay, so my Gwyneth, who's my Gwyneth? Let's go and speak to 10 Gwyneths and figure out what Gwyneth is thinking, what she's feeling, what she's going on in her head. That affects how you put your copy out. That affects your sales page. That affects your offer. Um, researching your product base, which is all the stuff that you teach, right? All of this yeah. is just like, you're like, you're like yeah, whatever. This <laughs> is, you need to suck eggs. It totally is. But there's so many people out there in business, even running successful ones, like myself I have been we're doing too many things to try and please too many people mm. so we're going back to the basics sometimes and keep scaling back and then then shifting forward scaling back then shifting forward yeah and that would be some of my top tips yeah brilliant love it thank you so yeah before we go please let us know how can we get in touch if we want to find out more about you or your business um, so I've got two websites um so I have my regulated website which is evolution financial planning so www.evolutionfinancialplanning and you can find information on there about ethical investing we've got an ethical guide on there um, and you'll also find out about pensions and you can get in touch with us if you want us to help with any of that 
Um, and then I have rebeccarobertson.co.uk, which is my coaching side of the business. So at the moment we have waiting lists. I'm not running my mastermind at the moment, but I do do um, one, one to, I hate that word, so people say do do. Um, <laughs> wait, where's those people are? Um, a one hour sort of consultation session or a coaching session. I do do those at 220 pounds so that's available through my website I'm all, but I have loads of free stuff so if people want to just get to know us a little bit more um, I have my podcast which we do at least once a week I have my book which is obviously not free but it's not too expensive I also have a planner they're both available on Amazon and there's links on that website um, so yeah there's, so wherever it feels right for you to start anyone listening then go, go, go and go and start there we've got some webinars coming out um, which are um, I've done last year um, so they'll be going out on my socials as well. Um, so if you want to go and follow me on Instagram or whatever, uh, Facebook or whatever, then you'll see those webinars that have come out. So we've got um, a planning webinar, an ethical webinar, and also um, related to my book, like a summary of my book as well, is um, coming out late in the next few months. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, thank you again for coming on today and talking with me. It's been really great to hear everything. Thanks for listening in to today's Get Fruitful Conversation. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I invite you to give us a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends and colleagues to check it out too. This will help us reach a wider audience and make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, connect with other like-minded people in business, and continue conversations about topics discussed here then I'd love you to come and find our community online. It's free to join us. Just search for the Get Fruitful Business for Good group over on Facebook, visit my website, getfruitfulmarketing.com, or click the links in the show notes. I'd love to hear what business for good means for you. Until next time, goodbye for now.